Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning, folks. It's so good to have you here with me today. We've got a great program that's going to be shared with you. And all those second winders out there that are checking in with us today, you know, what is your second wind that you're going through? Have you just completed making a life change with partners or you've lost the love of your life or you are now taking care of your parents, you're an empty nester? There's so many things that we go through as women that we don't realize can stop us, can hold us back, can keep us from moving forward. We certainly get tired. We get discouraged. And so when I was going through a time in my life when I needed a second wind, that was about 15 years ago. And that's when I realized the need for a program like this. Although I did not do this program until, as you know, maybe three years ago. So I really want you to know that's why it was created, to give you momentum, to give you programs that you can identify with, that you can understand how other people have faced and confronted their times of transition. Well, today our guest is about talking about love. And you know, for most of us, the dream of love starts for for most women through the little um, Walt Disney story, Cinderella. Whenever we start hearing it, it can be as early as three or four, whenever our parents start reading it to us. But it's about a girl a poor girl who lives with a wicked stepmother and two da- and her two daughters. Now the prince in the commu- in that um, part of the country wants to find a wife, so he has a big ball. Cinderella gets to go to the ball after some mean moves by the stepmother, who does not want her there. The prince falls in love with the beautiful Cinderella. With that one evening, he falls totally in love. Cinderella must leave very quickly and early, and the prince tries to stop her, but he can't. She drops her glass slipper while rushing to leave. Now the prince is beside himself, so a wide area search trying to find Cinderella with his glass slipper to prove this is Cinderella finally finds Cinderella and marries her. Everyone lives happily ever after. Now, 
that was a real short version of Cinderella. But it's a story that tells us about primes most young little young girls about wanting to find their love, their dream. Now, there's also a need inside of most humans that we need that partnering. We want that connection with another person. And so it's very important that if, as we, as we develop, that we find that special someone that we end up partnering with or how to find that special someone we end up partnering with, that it be the right one, that it be one that compliments us and does not take from us. So that's how our, our guest came about today. We want relationships that start out healthy, healthy so that they can last and become a good part of our life. Our expert today is Stefan Godink, and he is going to share with us this, this, this process to help us find our soulmate attraction. He is the soulmate attraction mentor. He is an expert in EFT, which is emotional feeling technique, which we've referred to previously on other shows as one of the most current processes of healing and moving people forward in their lives, dealing with issues from the past. 20 years of work with, he's worked 20 years with individuals and couples finding and healing relationship issues. Stefan uses his experience of, of his years of experience and extensive training to guide and heal his clients. And he says about this, I've always had an intuitive gift supported by extensive training to quickly get to the heart of the matter and discover the root cause of my clients' problems. So, Stefan, welcome to the show. Tell us more. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure to have you. You know, I think this is maybe your second or third time to visit with us since I first started the show. That's right. Yeah, I think it's the third one. See, you're you're a repeat, a repeat, a repeat. But you just give us so much good information. Uh, Thank you so much. Yeah. So in this day and time... When everybody is struggling to find their, their, they all want to get married. They all want to have a relationship because, as I say, that's just part of the human race. But why is it so hard for us to find that person that really connects with us? Yeah, well, first of all, I'd just like to acknowledge how hard it is, period. You know, if you, if you look at our our divorce and marriage statistics in the United States, you know, I think most people know that about 50% of marriages end in divorce, which is a very sad thing. But if you then look further at the 50% who stay married, uh, only half of them are happy. Yes. So really, 75% of people have a hard time having a successful love life, mm-hmm. um, though there are 25% who do. So it's not like, you know, 2% or something. There's a, a sizable right. chunk that do. Yes. Um, and a big one that doesn't. And so why is it so hard for people? Yeah. 
Well, the reason, Go ahead. Yeah, well, the reason why it's so hard is that, to start with, people don't understand what's actually getting in the way. Mm. And there's a lot of myths and misconceptions as to what is causing people's difficulty. You know, what, what happens for a lot of people is they're trying to find their soulmate or the love of their life or, or even just a happy, healthy relationship. You know, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter what you yep. want to call it exactly, but we, just, we want a happy love life, right? Right. And they do their best, but what they, what they get instead is this sort of repeating pattern of painful relationships. Right. And they keep trying to do better and pick a better partner and all these things, and then they keep finding themselves back where they started from. Mm-hmm. So it's like one painful relationship after another. Or some people just have these very kind of uninspiring, even boring relationships. And some people have a really hard time finding anybody at all. They might go years, you know, between relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the reason but, why that they don't get it, things don't get better for them is that the, the ways they try and address this is not really addressing the true cause of the problem. And what right. is that cause? So there's in the, you know the, in the over 20 years I've been working with people, I've sort of distilled it down into three key hidden emotional blocks that interfere with finding our ideal partner. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. So the three blocks are the first one is being powerfully, subconsciously attracted to the wrong people. And that first block is responsible for us having these repeating painful relationships. Okay. So right. there's this powerful subconscious. So subconscious means that we're not aware of it. Right. But it, it determines our, our choices and partners against our best wishes, right? against mm-hmm. our best intentions. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so why are we drawn to those people? Um, <clears throat> well, let me just name the other two blocks, and then we can start looking at each one, you know, one okay. by one. All right, good. The, the second key block is having fears, insecurities, and limiting beliefs that interfere with us being with our ideal partner. Interf- can interfere so much that makes it impossible even. Right. And the third one is uh, a little trickier to describe, and I'm not even sure if we'll have time to get into it in this call or not. But the third one is not being aligned with uh, attracting your ideal partner, soulmate, love your life, into your life as soon as possible. So those are the three. And I find that most people tend to have all three of them. Some people maybe have two of the three. Uh, but any one of them is actually enough to block us. Right. So, so now back why, to your question, that first Yeah, one. so why does somebody, why is somebody attracted to somebody that's not a good fit, fit okay. for them? All right, so the reason why that happens, so we, the reason why we have this powerful subconscious uh, attraction to the wrong people is I'd like people to kind of get an experiential answer to that question mm-hmm. rather than me just saying what it is. Right. So what I'd like everybody to do is Oh, wait. Put, we're going to have to go to break, and I don't want to get into this because I don't want you to be interrupted. So can we just hold off on that and come back and, and start it in its entirety after this break? Sure. Would that work for you? Sure, absolutely. Because I really, I this is a key point, and I want people to be sure that they don't have to stop and come back. So 
it's, um, as you can tell, Stefan knows his stuff. So when we come back, he's going to begin with step one of why we are attracted to those people that are not complimentary to us. Would that be a good way to say that, Stefan? Not healthy for us. Not Not healthy for us. (laughs) Yes. They don't make us shine and we just can't uh, really live with this person. So anyway, we're going to take a brief break and we will be back with Stefan. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, And yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance... Wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can, with Lessons in Joyful Living, with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at noon central. Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches Lessons in Joyful Living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Good morning. We are talking with Stephen, uh, Stefan Gonick, and he is a soulmate attraction mentor, and he was just beginning to tell us about three three important areas in finding our love and and what prevents us from finding our love. So, Stefan, tell us again what you're going to to start with this time. It's number one of those three. I know that. Yeah, so we're going to explore the first key block of being powerfully, subconsciously attracted to the wrong people. Okay, great. All right, and the way we're going to do that is we're going to do a little exercise rather than me just saying what it is. Okay. What I'd like everybody to do is to close their eyes. And I'd like you to think about the people you grew up with, probably your parents or some kind of caregivers. Mm-hmm. And I would like you to think about what was the hardest personality trait that you experienced in either of your parents growing up? 
So, and what I mean by that is, you know, maybe your parent was, you know, emotionally distant or they were, they got angry a lot or they were critical or judgmental or something like that. So the thing that you feel like you suffered from the most as a child growing up with that parent, and the parent may be wonderful in every other way, but no parent is perfect, and there was some negative trait that your parent had that was like your most challenging one that you suffered from mm-hmm. the most. So everybody yeah. just think of what that might be. I've got it. Do you want me to tell you mine? Sure. Go ahead. Tell me yours. A, a very um, critical and controlling. Critical and controlling. Okay. So hopefully everybody else has gotten theirs. You know, maybe they've even two came to mind. Mm-hmm. And then I'd like you to think about, you know, your last several significant relationships. Mm-hmm. And even though these people may be different in many ways, did you notice whether or not any of these people had that negative trait? Yes. Okay. Now, so for most people, the answer is yes, that, mm-hmm. in fact, they all had that negative trait. Mm-hmm. So the way this works, unfortunately, as, as all of us as human <laughs> beings, <laughs> mm-hmm. is that when we grow up with our parents, um, we form a subconscious image of our future adult romantic partner based on the strongest traits of our parents. So for the good traits, that's not a problem, right? If a parent is like funny and smart and caring and all those positive traits, then that's great. Great right. to be attracted to that. But unfortunately, it also includes the strongest negative traits. Mm-hmm. So usually, you know, the worst negative trait and maybe the second worst as well um, become a powerful attractant, and, and whether we like it or not. And so it that becomes people, an attractor? It becomes an attractor. Okay. Right. So for you, critical and controlling, um, the, you, know, you notice that your past partners all had that trait. Yeah. And for people listening, whatever your trait was, if you notice that you know, most of your significant relationships partners had that trait, then right. you're, you have fallen prey to this as well. Right. And the fact is for most of us that the people with this negative trait are the sexiest people on the planet for us. <laughs> we draw, <laughs> we go to them really. We pick them out in a crowd, don't we? We pick them out from all the way across the room in the first five <laughs> seconds of, of noticing their presence. Ah, very good. Without being consciously aware of it. But it's, it's the very thing that draws us to that person, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So... And then there's a corollary to this, which is equally unfortunate, mm-hmm. and that is people who don't have the negative trait just ain't sexy at all. And we, we experience that as not feeling chemistry with that person. Yes. So lots of times we may have, have a friend or there may be somebody we know of that, you know, we get to know this person, you know, let's say it's a woman who knows, has this male friend or male acquaintance, and she goes, God, he, he would he would be he's such a great guy. He would be such a wonderful partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's even good looking. Mm-hmm. And God, do I wish I was attracted to him. <laughs> but I'm just not. And mm-hmm. I could even be kind of envious of whoever he gets involved with, you know. But right. I just, there's just no chemistry. And I just, you know, I can't force it. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening there is that this guy doesn't have that negative trait. Right. So, which means he'd actually be a great, healthy partner for you. But, you know, he doesn't have the negative traits, so, you know, he's not sexy. Right. 
So it's very frustrating. Right. So when you work with a client, what do you what do you try to do with them? Well, the good to so help the bad that news situation. is what we just said, right? The bad news yeah. is we're kind of right. doomed. Without doing anything about it, we're kind of doomed to be attracted to people with this worst negative trait of our parents. Yes. And it can be either parent, by the way. It doesn't have to be, you know, the opposite gender parent. Right. Whichever one we suffer from the most. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so that's the bad news. The good news is it doesn't take very long to break out of this. You have to address it directly, but you can break out of it fairly quickly. And well, that is good news. Yeah, it's really good news. So basically what I do is I work with people on the original wounding around that negative trait. So in your case, if you had a critical controlling parent, we would go Mm -hmm. back to um, childhood experiences of your parent being critical and controlling and then do some healing around that um, in a particular relational way. So it's not just trying to release the pain of what happened, but it's about repairing the relationship and kind of rewriting the story of what happened in a way um, that is healing mm-hmm. and it breaks out of that negative attraction pattern. Mm-hmm. And usually it only takes uh, a few memories to do that. Typically it's oh. around three representative childhood memories of that parent doing that negative trait. Mm. So Interesting. It's not, it's, yeah, it's not a long-term thing that takes months and months or whatever. It's it takes usually, you know, it can vary a little bit. You know, some people might take four or five memories, <laughs> but, you know, right. I'm not talking a lot. But typically right. I notice it seems to be about three, maybe four mm-hmm. memories. Mm-hmm. So you go back and you work on this, and this is where you use emotional feeling technique to do that, to work on that? Yeah. So it's actually called the emotional, emotional freedom technique. Oh, sorry. I'm changing it. <laughs> it's okay. Or EFT. Lots of people call it tapping. Lots yeah. of people actually recognize it more by that name. Mm-hmm. Um, and for in my case, uh, I do use EFT, but I use an advanced version of it called matrix reimprinting. So it sort of takes EFT to the next level. Right. Okay. Um, so anyway, that it's so that's that's fantastic news. Like I said, right. it only takes three or four memories uh, to heal, and you, you break free of that pattern forever. And you stop being attracted to those people, that negative trait, once and for all. And you naturally, without any effort, uh, just start being attracted to people who don't have that negative trait. So mm-hmm. lots of times I'll be working with a client who has one of those, you know, great guys who is great, but they're not attracted to him. And they start, think, <laughs> they start telling him, I think he's been working out lately. He's seen a lot more attractive recently. We've <laughs> been working together. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> right. Or he lost weight or something's different. I don't know what it is. So anyway, you, we become naturally attracted to the people who, um, you know, don't have that negative trait who would be a great partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then that's when block number two starts to show up. And okay. this is where we have the fears and limiting beliefs that are interfering with being able to be with, you know, an exciting, wonderful, ideal partner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do we have time to get so, to that for the next break? Or? I think we do. Okay. So, um, so here's the thing. We, when we start, you know, imagining being with an ideal partner. In fact, here, let's do another exercise again. Okay. <clears throat> what I'd like everybody to do yeah. is to close their eyes again mm-hmm. and just imagine your ideal partner. 
think about some of the, the things you're looking for in your ideal partner, or, even, or just imagine your ideal partner. Okay. Okay, and then imagine this ideal partner is standing in front of you, just like three feet in front of you, with a big smile on his or her face and arms wide open. Mm-hmm. And then just notice what your emotional reaction is to imagining this. Oh, I got it. Okay, so give people a moment here pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so what came up for you? Well, I just want to go, uh, I would, the feeling of happiness and joy came up for me. But I I could just imagine going over and just putting my arms around him and he and me and around me. And he's taller than I am. So I could just lay my head on his chest. So that was great. I liked it. That's wonderful. And that's very atypical. (laughs) So (laughs) now when I did this for the first time for myself, um, I had the opposite experience. I felt a wave of terror go through me. So oh, it, was just, it was just overwhelming. I didn't even know what it was about. It was just all of a sudden this huge wave of fear just passed through me. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And I'm guessing that's probably the more common experience uh, in the audience. And yeah. if you, I mean, sometimes people get a mixed response. So there'll be part of them will be excited and happy at the idea. And then there'll be this other part of them that's like, <gasps> and there's fears that come up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, what I encourage people to do is, mm-hmm. you know, we just, I just gave you, gave you like 15 seconds, but I encourage you to do this exercise again after this interview where you really sit with it for a while and notice for most people what happens is they have two things that come up for them in addition to any positive feelings. They have a set of fears, and they're usually specific mm-hmm. things that they're afraid of, and they also have a set of negative beliefs that come up. So mm-hmm. negative beliefs might be, you know, uh, I'm not worthy of this person or, you know, I like, like one of my beliefs was, you know, any woman that I was super interested in just couldn't possibly be interested in me. Right. (laughs) You know, this very self-defeating belief, right? Right. So there's going to be a set of beliefs that come up, you know, negative beliefs. Right. And there'll also be fear. So common fears are, um, I'm afraid that he won't like me or she won't like me, right? right. Or I'm afraid of getting hurt. No, definitely. Right. Yeah. Afraid of being right. abandoned, afraid of being uh, engulfed, overwhelmed, controlled. I'm afraid of losing myself. Right. And basically all well, the fears we have. Stefan, we're going to stop here and okay. have, I'm sorry to leave those our listeners in that state of fear, but we will be back and Stefan will tell you how we're going to get out of that fear because there is a way. So be, come back because we have great information coming your way. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author Joyce Buford returns after this short break. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can, with Lessons in Joyful Living, with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at noon central. 
Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches lessons in joyful living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. It's Marching Network. Did you ever wonder who invented the toaster? During World War I, a man by the name of Charles Streit was working at a manufacturing plant in Stillwater, Minnesota. He decided to do something about the burnt toast that was being served in the employee cafeteria. Incorporating springs and a timer in his invention, the toaster was patented in October 1926. About 75 million Americans eat toast every day, and the average person spends 35 hours a year making toast. I love toast because I'm a posy walla. That's a person who loves jam. What's the word for a device that saves time and money? A timinagi. The only problem was the toaster was invented before pre-sliced bread. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Well, we have been learning so many things today from Stefan Gonick, and he is our soulmate attractor mentor. So he's spoken about step one, phase one, or the three. He's telling us about three things that stop us from having our soulmate, and he's explained number one and number two. So a quick recap of number one and, and moving into number two. Would be what, Stefan? Um, so the first key block is being powerfully subconsciously, subconsciously attracted to the wrong people, which turns right. out to be people with the same worst negative traits as our parents, our yeah. caregivers. Yeah. And I said that, you know, you only have to heal three or four memories typically to break free of that pattern forever, which is fantastic. Yes, it is. The second key block is the fears, insecurities, and limiting beliefs that can interfere and sabotage our efforts to be with our ideal partner. And we did a little okay. exercise where you imagined your ideal partner standing in front of you with a big smile and wide open arms. And mm. for most of us, not you, you just had a good feeling, which is great. You must have done a lot of healing work already. But uh, for most of us, we feel you know, a whole set of fears and negative beliefs uh, when confronted with this ideal person. Well, Stefan, it's because I've been single for so long. That's I'm ready. <laughs> so okay. I just moved on, openly trusting in the universe to bring the right person. So, but it is great to know that it's one that it's very normal to have fears and doubts because they were programmed in us a long time ago. But it's also very comforting to know that we can handle those fears and doubts we can move through those fears and doubts 
So do you help a, your client move through those fears and doubts through EFT and tapping or how, what practice do you help use to help them? Um, well, I do use EFT or tapping. As it's called. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things I wanted to mention, though, about it is just sort of the ramifications of it. You know, I just, I just sort of made this global statement that it can interfere with or sabotage our efforts. I'd like to just mention a little right. bit how that works. Okay, good. Go ahead. So lots of times these fears and limiting beliefs, again, could be subconscious. Sometimes yes. they're conscious, too, right? We can be aware of right. them. But other, even if we're not aware of them, and we're often not, right. it can be hugely impactful. Um, if they're too strong, like they were for me in my early days, I couldn't get anywhere near a woman that I found super interesting. Right? Mm-hmm. I just, I, if I went to a party, I'd be scanning the room. One woman would stand out as, wow, she seems amazing. And mm-hmm. the second one would, would be, well, she seems nice. And I'd go talk mm-hmm. to the one that seemed nice. Yeah, I would, just tell, I would never, never even get close to the woman who seemed amazing. Right. So it, you know, it, it interfered completely. You know, for years, right. I couldn't even talk to women I really liked. Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah, that was huge. But you know, I think I I tend to do that too. Some we sometimes won't go over to the brightest, what might seem the most interesting person to talk to, out exactly. of fear. I got yeah, it. Fear. I got that's it. Right. I got it. Yeah. Fears or okay. and or limiting mm-hmm. beliefs. So my limiting right. belief was a woman I was super interested in couldn't possibly be interested in me. So why would I go talk to her? Yeah. Right. Like, what's the point? <laughs> right. Yeah. So I was completely sabotaging myself. But yeah. the other thing that can happen that's a little more subtle is, you know, you might be talking to somebody who seems really cool, and you sabotage yourself by being unnatural, right? Ah. Instead of being our natural, authentic self, our real self, mm-hmm. like we would be with a platonic friend, we instead get tongue-tied. That's the most obvious mm-hmm. thing. It's like, oh, I can no longer think of anything to say, <laughs> right? <laughs> or worse. I mean, that's bad enough. But yes. what also tends to happen is we... we try and be something other than ourselves to try and, quote, get this person to like me. Yeah. So all of a sudden we become, you know, ultra giving, like, oh, I'll do whatever you want. You know, I'm going to try and win your approval, win your liking. I'm going to try, or I might try and impress you. I did that for a while. I would try mm-hmm. and impress women I was on a date with, which, of course, totally backfires. Nobody likes to somebody trying to impress them. Right. So there's lots of ways that we can sabotage ourselves coming from these fears and limiting negative beliefs. Yeah, one of the things, do you mind if I share a little bit here? Sure. Stefan, one of the things that I noticed in my relationships was from my earlier relationships, I I really learned you had to work really hard to be loved. You had to do a lot to be loved. And so I found that playing and being a key part uh, in my marriage. I had to do a lot to be loved. And I did a lot, and I was exhausted, you know? Sure. And finally, the exhaustion took over, and then it became resentment. And then it became, you know, they're all different phases you go through. But I do recognize very strongly what you're saying uh, about it have plays out from our earlier life into our married life. Yeah. No. Well, and I, there's an explanation for why you thought it was you had to work hard to be loved, and that is, if you grew up with a critical parent, uh-huh. a parent who is critical is basically conveying to us that there's parts of us that are not okay. Right. Right. Yes. And so we, we, and we feel that and we absorb mm-hmm. it. And then we, we 
try throughout childhood to win our parents' approval, this critical parents' approval. Yes. And then that pattern becomes locked within us, and then mm-hmm. as an adult, we do the same thing. Right. So, so we're trying to win love. We're trying to win approval, things like that. Right. <clears throat> because it, <clears throat> excuse me, with a, a critical parent, it always feels very conditional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our relationship patterns, you know, come directly from our relationship with our parent, and in particular, these negative traits. Mm-hmm. So how do we is deal it, with all Is this? it always our parent, or would it be a teacher? Is a teacher much less likely to be? Yeah, more likely to be a family member. It's, okay. It's most, okay. The great majority of the time is the parent. Right. Um, okay. Occasionally, it can be a sibling. You know, yeah. sometimes the parents are very uninvolved, and we have an older sibling who's kind of our third parent. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it can, then it can happen with a sibling. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's our but it's our primary relationships mm-hmm. way back in the beginning, and it's true. Right. A, a teacher can be very influential, but it usually comes later. Yeah, these relationship okay. patterns happen by the time we're about seven. So, so it's really whoever is your who is raising you. Yeah. So so many parents now, so many children are being raised by their grandparents. So it could be the grandparent that's influencing. Could be. It could be a yeah. grandparent. Um, yeah. But if if the parent is emotionally distant, unavailable, so that the grandparent has to take over. Yes. That's uh-huh. still impacting the child because the child wants love from the mother and father. Yeah. Right. So emotionally distant, unavailable parents tends to result in us either being attracted to emotionally distant, unavailable partners and forever mm-hmm. chasing after them, trying to get their love, or having a really hard time ever being in a relationship because, you know, we didn't feel loved and lovable growing up with these emotionally distant parents. And so we, we kind of recreate that in in our relationships through our lack of relationships. Right. Right. So, yeah, again, it's all healable, which is the cool thing. Yeah, that is the cool thing. That's what we need to remember that, you know, these may be implanted in us, but they are certainly changeable. Very changeable, very healable, and can turn your love life absolutely totally around in a great way. Mm-hmm. So, so, how so? How did your love life change through going through these three steps? Yes, actually, these uh, three. I have a, a a video on YouTube. I have a, a program on YouTube called the Love Talk Q and A Show. Oh, cool! Yeah, and I have a. A whole big set of videos there. But one of the videos that I think is really uh, great to help people understand the, sort of the progression that you can go through in your sort of healing journey to find your soulmate mm-hmm. is I call it the three phases of dating, making sense of the madness. Oh. And it uh, really I helps can't. people understand what's been going on in their dating life. Right. Yeah. So uh, it's, I think it's a, a super helpful video. But we so, we still haven't talked about how to clear all these fears and limiting beliefs other than just saying I use EFT. Okay. Well, we'll I want to start that. that, but I want you to know we have about three minutes. So go as far as you can, and then we'll have to – I'll try and be kind here. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So the way you do it mm-hmm. is you, you, know, you write down every fear and limiting belief. Yeah. You then rate them a, on a, each one on a scale of 0 to 10. So for a fear, it would be how intense the fear is, yeah. 0 to 10. Mm-hmm. For a limiting belief, it would be how true it feels in your gut. 
not your mind. Uh, where okay. 10 is totally true, 0 is false. Mm-hmm. And then you, you prioritize it because you don't actually have to address all of them. You just have to address, like, the top five of each category. Okay. So we do, so it's, it's, you know, some people get overwhelmed, like, geez, I've got, like, 20 fears, 20 beliefs, negative beliefs, you know. <laughs> no. It takes me forever. But you don't have to do them all. You just have to do, like, the top five fears, top five negative beliefs. Uh-huh. And it's usually enough. Okay. So we use EFT to address these fears and negative beliefs. Uh-huh. Um, and... It can be relatively simple or it can be a little bit more difficult depending on where they come from. So it's, it's hard to give a blanket description of, okay, this is how you do it, right? Because it depends. Right. Yeah. Some of them come from painful experiences growing up with our parents yet again, right? Uh-huh. So sometimes right. you have to address it there. Mm-hmm. Some of the living beliefs are kind of societal. I mean, what about the one of, oh, all the good ones are taken? That's such a common one. Or yeah. there's not enough people in the small town where I live. So that's not going to work. Right. Right. Or, or I'm be, too busy. <laughs> or, yeah, I don't have enough time, or I, I weigh too much, or I don't have enough money. or There's a bunch of limiting beliefs that you know, discourage us that aren't really about childhood, it's things we absorb. Those right. are actually pretty quick to clear. Okay. They don't go away by themselves. You do have to actually clear them, but once you clear them, they, they, they clear, once you start working on it, they clear pretty easily. Okay. So you work your way through, like I say, the top five of each. Mm-hmm. And you just start feeling really different. You know, so what you, one of the things you notice after you're clearing the first two blocks is the quality of people that you're attracted to and enter into your life is dramatically better than what you were dealing with before. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You know, whether you're using dating sites or meeting people in the wild, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a whole new caliber of people, which is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Well, we have about 30 seconds uh, before we go to break for our last segment. And if somebody does not is not familiar with EFT, do you show the EFT tapping or do they need to go to another website for that? Well, I have two websites. I have a general EFT website called EFTalive.com uh-huh. where there's a video on how to do EFT. So you can okay. Okay. All right. Well, th- then they need to go there so that they can see how you're doing this practice. But okay. we'll be back to tell them more about how to get the information. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author Joyce Buford returns after this short break. ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to the living room a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We are saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. When your focus is to lose weight or maintain your present weight, Exercising effectively to burn the most calories is crucial. You want to give yourself every advantage to burn as many calories as possible. 
One good tip is to do your strength training exercises standing up so you can keep your heart rate up. Another tip is to perform multi-joint exercises when you can. For example, as you're doing a forward lunge, add bicep curls while you're coming up from the lunge. Another example is to execute a wide squat. And as you're coming up from the squat, perform a shoulder press. By doing these multi-joint exercises, you're putting more demands on your body, keeping your heart rate up, and working more muscles at the same time. The goal is to burn the most calories during that workout. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We have spent the morning with Stefan Gonick, and he is a soulmate attractor. And you are listening to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, where I love to bring you guests like Stefan, because they help us move through whatever is holding us back. Where are we stuck in love? We want to find love. We can't find love. We've had a divorce or we've never had love. Whatever it is that you need to find, this is where you need to be. This is where you need to visit so that you can have a successful life, a fulfilled life with abundant gifts of whatever you are meant to enjoy. So, Stefan, share with us where my guests can go for more of you. Sure. Well, there's a couple different places to go. One is, I mentioned before, I have a, a, a show on YouTube. It's called the Love Talk Q&A Show. Yes. Um, where I have a big variety of, of videos uh, all uh-huh. about you know, sort of love and dating. Yes. And my, my videos are meaty. They're not kind of superficial ones. Yeah, good. And so there's that. And then I have a website called FindingTheLoveYouWant.com. Mm-hmm. FindingTheLoveYouWant.com where I have uh, a free mini course that I call The Three Secrets to Attracting Amazing Love that talks about the same three key blocks we've been talking about in this interview, um, but doesn't in the form of stories, and, and yet it also manages to go into more depth. Mm. And it, it talks okay. about yet another part of the first block that we didn't have time to get into in this interview, which is how not only do we tend to be attracted to people with the same negative traits as our parents, but as part of the same phenomenon, we can also um, un- unconsciously act in ways that make our partner uh, act more like our parents in that negative trait, like make them oh. do that negative trait more, even to the extent of them not originally having it to begin with. And I talk all about that in this free mini course. Oh, that's so interesting. Well, I signed up for that mini course yesterday, so I'll get to take benefit of that. So I want everybody that's listening that really has a desire to have their love mate, to experience their love mate, to find their love mate, to go and take advantage of this free offer. I think it's great. So thank you, Stefan. Sure. So I actually, I want to address a very common block, or not block, but limiting belief that many people have, and that's the one of I'm too old to find love. Oh, yes. Oh, I hear that one a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, they even think that they have evidence to support it because, you know, as women get older, men die younger, so there's fewer and fewer men to go around and all this other stuff. So they think that it even makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but as yet, it's, it's actually another limiting belief. It's not true. And I'd love to give the example of my own mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was married twice, you know, to my, initially to my father, got divorced, married another man who uh, was much better for her. And, you know, they were happily married for many years. Uh, until he died when he was 75 and she was 70. Okay. Yes. Yes. And then she was in mourning for a year. And then at 71, she met her third husband to be, who was oh, the, best, my goodness. the best of the three. Right? <laughs> really? So she met her soulmate at 71. Ah. So, you know, she was, and it's not because she was like some exceptionally unusual amazing woman or something. I mean, I like her. She's my, she's my mom, but, you know, it's not, not remarkable, you know, in, the, in some kind of unusual way that she was able to succeed where other women fail. Yeah. It's basically, I'm just pointing out that it is possible. Yes. You know, I, so, I, you know, I have clients of, uh, you know, a huge age range from 20s all the way up into, uh, I think my oldest client was 80 or 80 something. Oh, really? That's yeah. awesome. So it's it's never too late. I just want to give that a little bit of encouragement because a lot of people feel like uh, it's too late. You know, I'm too old. Yeah. And it's just now, not true. Are most of your clients women? Are they men and women? Or are they couples? Couples. Couples. Uh, most of them are, are not couples. I do have some couples, but you know, a lot of the people who so, contact me are looking for love. So they're yes. singles. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the majority are women, but not all women. You know, yeah. I would say it's like 70, 30. Yeah. Percentage wise. Yeah. Um, you know, these are people who are willing to look within and address what's truly blocking them rather than, you know, like other people will like pursue dating tips and strategies and things like that, which are designed to facilitate the dating process. But, you know, if you're still attracted to people of the same negative trait as your parent, if you facilitate right. that dating process, you just meet these people quicker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure that's going to do much good for you. So. Yes. So uh, if I take your course, will I be able to go out and find my soulmate? Well, or, or will I need to is, speak further with you? Yeah, the course will help you understand at, at a good level of depth the three key blocks. We haven't talked about the third one yet. Oh, my We'll go into good detail for the first and second one, mm-hmm. as well as the third one that we haven't had time to talk about. Um, but then you need to actually then address the blocks. So once you understand them, it's a critical first step, but mm-hmm. then you then have to address them. You don't have to address them with me. You don't have to address them with EFT, though I find EFT to be by far in a way the fastest way to do it. Yes. But, you know, however, you know, you can bring that information from the mini course to, you know, if you're seeing a therapist, you can bring it to your therapist. But you if know, somebody wanted to talk to you, how would they get to you? Well, they can easily contact me through my website at findingthelovewant.com or my EFT website, eftalive.com. I have my, my email addresses all over those two websites. Yeah, um, okay. And we, I'm happy to offer people a, a complimentary 20-minute consultation to discuss their specific situation, mm-hmm. and we can look at what's going on and, and you know what would need to be done to clear uh, the blocks that a person has so they can finally find and, mm-hmm. and keep the love of their life. Right. 
Yeah. So. Well, I think it's so important that if this is your true goal, if, as my listening audience, if there is someone out there that really wants a mate, that you need to take action. You need to move on this. Go with the course. See if it's if it opens up doors for you, and then call Stefan and and help ask for what he can offer to help you move through your de- fears and doubts and quiet those those uh, voices from the past. That we and have. actually, I realized I didn't mention one thing. Uh, yeah, I have, I have two different offerings essentially. One is to work with me one on one. Yeah, uh, but I also have a uh, a home study or home healing product I sell uh, that I call the Finding the Love You Want Breakthrough Program. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's very affordable, mm-hmm. and it's for people who feel like they can work on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, that's a, a great option as well. So there's two yeah. different ways to to clear a person's you know love blocks so they can uh, be with the love of their life. Right. Yeah. So can you briefly mention the third one, or shall we wait and let you cover that in the uh, YouTube that we go to? Well, I'll talk about it as much as I can in the remaining time. Yeah. So the third one is not being aligned with bringing your soulmate into your life as soon as possible. This involves something called the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. People may have heard of it in the movie called The Secret. Um, yeah. Usually people at least heard the phrase, the name. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, it's going to be very hard to do it justice in a minute. So let me just say, it, it, I describe it in detail in the mini course, so let me just say that this is a kind of a spiritual concept that tends to either accelerate your love life, to bring your, your beloved into your life quicker, or it tends to slow it down, depending on which way it goes. And so even once you've cleared your basic blocks, this third one is the, the speed one, right? This third one is, is going to determine how fast you're going to meet your partner. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's always in play. It's always happening. But it could be happening in either direction, either slowing you down or speeding you up. How can it slow you down? Well, uh, again, it's, until we, unless I describe it, it's a little hard to get into that. So we're, we're, I'm just going to have to leave it at that because I don't, I don't have time to get into it. I think only All right. Like it's left. answered on the YouTube, right? Uh, it, actually, I do have a YouTube video called The Right Way to Use the Law of Attraction to Find Your Soulmate. Oh, that's so good. In my Love Talk Q&A show uh, video on YouTube. Yeah. And it's also in the mini course. So in the mini course, I, I talk about a lot there too. Oh, good. Good. So we'll get that information. Actually, so, actually, this reminds me. The mini course talks about it conceptually more, and the video talks about it practically more. So they they're a great combination. Of, yeah, uh, to put together. So if you're one of those listeners out there that is indeed truly wanting to meet your partner, to meet the love of your life, then I really encourage you to think about uh, stepping up. Taking, taking action and taking care of yourself by making this happen in your life. Uh, Stefan has provided us with some really good information this morning, and um, it's up to you to take advantage of it. So, Stefan, I really like that you were able to come on and share this this very 
valuable information for my listeners. So what's coming up for you? Anything that we you need to share with us? Are we just um how what's going forward with Stefan Connick? Um, well, I'm working on some new programs in addition mm-hmm. to helping people find love. One of mm-hmm. them is helping people to uh, open to receive love more fully. Uh, uh, a lot of people have a very hard time with this. You know, we all want love, but when we get it, lots of times it's, it's actually hard to receive it very, very fully. Yeah. You can think of something as simple as a compliment, right? How many yeah. people can, can fully receive the pleasure yeah. of a compliment, right? Most of us deflect them. Well, I think that's going to be so I think that's going to be really exciting for my listeners to stay tuned to enjoy. So, Stefan, we have only a brief time on the show, and I'm going to say thank you very much for joining us today. You've been a great guest. So thank you for being here. Well, thank you so much for having me. I, I love doing these interviews with you. Ah, thanks. So we'll be back next week with another story, another guest. um, And we've so, I've so enjoyed sharing this message with you because we all want love and we all deserve to have that part of our lives fulfilled. So take action. Go out. Go to your YouTube and take advantage of those offers that Stefan Gonick has given us today. Thank you for being with us. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services and 